Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The consensus, even among Democrats who despise Donald Trump, is that Alvin Bragg has made a colossal mess of things. Recently, the Manhattan District Attorney compounded one legal blunder with another. This should come as no surprise. Bragg is the kind of guy who could screw up a free lunch. Incompetence is his metier. In his brief tenure as DA, he has managed to increase the number of criminals terrorizing the streets of New York City by refusing to prosecute many of them or simply dropping serious felonies to petty misdemeanors. Everyone walks free. Innocent victims of the rampant crime rage against Bragg, while prosecutors in his charge have abandoned ship. Like the crazed captain in Moby Dick, Bragg is obsessed with harpooning Trump, his white whale. In the DA's twisted mind, all evil in the world is personified by the former president. You could almost hear Bragg channeling Ahab's words. They think me mad, but I'm demonic. I am madness maddened. Instead of getting a mental health checkup, Bragg chose to indict the former president based on a transparently invented crime that is wholly unsupported by the law and contradicted by the facts. His warp theory goes something like this. Trump supposedly violated campaign finance laws by paying money to a lying accuser in exchange for a non-disclosure agreement, which, by the way, is perfectly legal under the law. So forget that the transaction does not count as a campaign contribution. The federal prosecutors determined it doesn't. So did the Federal Election Commission. Both reviewed the matter and concluded that no laws were ever broken. But there's more. In his convoluted indictment, Bragg cites as unlawful a series of reimbursements made by Trump in the year 2017. You'll note that this was well after the 2016 election. Under the relevant statutes, it is impossible to have intended to feloniously influence an election retroactively. It makes no sense. It's contrary to the established law. Never mind that the statute of limitations long ago expired, Bragg thinks they should be held in suspended animation just for him. They cannot be. 
there are limits imposed by law, and the DA has no credible argument that he is entitled to a special exception. A surprising number of Democrats and lefty legal analysts are trashing Bragg's indictment as legal garbage. With few defenders, a congressional committee is demanding answers. Like Ahab, the crew has turned against him. So what did he do? The possessed DA followed the Moby Dick narrative by doubling down on his mania. He sued the committee. You don't have to reread Herman Melville to know how this will turn out. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times bestselling author. This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. Experts say that China is hoarding a massive amount of food. They will soon have over half the world's wheat. What does this mean for you and me? Two words, food shortages. That's why you should stock up on the best-selling Four Patriots Survival Food. Create your own stockpile by using the code GREG, G-R-E-G-G. Four Patriots Survival Food is hand-packed in the USA with different delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, and their five-star reviews on the website rave about the flavor and taste. Just go to fourpatriots.com and use the code G-R-E-G-G to get 10% off your first purchase of Four Patriots Survival Food. That's fourpatriots.com. Use the code GREG, G-R-E-G-G. Alvin Bragg's torturous lawsuit against the House Judiciary Committee is deserving of ridicule, not because it is on its face specious, but because it's an obvious effort to hide his own unethical conduct. The district attorney has mangled the duty of a prosecutor to be fair and equitable, and in the process, he obliterated Trump's presumption of innocence, not to mention the defendant's Sixth Amendment rights and due process guarantees. Bragg ran on the campaign promise to prosecute and incarcerate Donald Trump. This was before Bragg had any access to any of the germane evidence. By prejudging a case and preordaining an outcome for the sole purpose of getting elected, the DA has violated the canons of ethics that govern prosecutors to see that justice is done not just to gain a conviction. Bragg is afraid of being forced to explain himself in front of Congress because his aberrant actions are inexplicable. So he sprinted to a federal judge begging her to intervene by issuing a temporary restraining order, a TRO, that would allow him to cover up his Machiavellian machinations. Oblivious to the irony, Bragg accuses committee chairman Jim Jordan of an unconstitutional attack on the DA's unconstitutional indictment. The opposite is true. Jordan's probe is constitutionally justified, but Bragg's charging document is constitutionally defective because it fails to inform the defendant of what underlying crimes he is allegedly committed. 
For even more comedy, turn to the page in the requested TRO where Bragg claims that any Capitol Hill inquiry will expose, quote, highly sensitive and confidential local prosecutorial information. Hilarity aside, the DA's own assistant, Mark Pomerantz, already breached every confidence in the investigation by writing a venomous 300-page book disclosing nearly every detail in the Trump witch hunt. The committee has properly subpoenaed Pomerantz to testify this week, but Bragg wants to put a sock in his ex-aide's mouth. Why? Because the author openly confesses that Trump was targeted for purely political reasons, not because he violated any laws. Pomerantz has single-handedly made the case that the former president is the victim of selective prosecution. Writing the book was idiotic, to be sure, but it underscores the low level of intellect and high level of malevolence among Bragg's slimy Confederates. The U.S. Supreme Court has consistently ruled that Congress has broad oversight authority involving federal matters, and here there are three. First, Bragg admits he used federal taxpayer funds to target Trump. Second, by referring to federal campaign laws as the basis for his indictment, the local DA is clearly usurping federal authority. And finally, the aforementioned evidence of political targeting demonstrates that Bragg's indictment is a blatant attempt to interfere in the upcoming presidential election by trying to knock out his own party's leading opponent with a meritless criminal case. As I've argued before, Bragg's reprehensible conduct is deserving of disbarment and more. The DA himself should be in the dock, not Trump, for his brazen abuse of the legal process. While it may not rise to the level of obstruction of justice, he could be held in criminal contempt of court for engineering a patently false case. I'm reminded of the district attorney Michael Nifong in the phony Duke Lacrosse case who conspired to withhold exculpatory evidence that showed the defendant's complete innocence. The disgraced DA was disbarred and briefly jailed for contempt of court. According to a key witness in the Trump grand jury proceedings, Bragg pulled a similar maneuver by withholding exculpatory evidence. Conjuring up a crime that doesn't exist to pin on a political nemesis is unconscionable, if not criminal. It is the same obsessive and compulsive mania that led to Captain Ahab's demise. Bragg has entangled his foot in the whale's rope and should be dragged to the depths. Joining me now to talk about it is Alina Haba, who is an attorney and legal counsel for President Trump. Alina, thanks for joining the brief. Uh, let's begin with Alvin Bragg's indictment of your client, which blatantly ignores the Sixth Amendment right that an accused must be informed by a prosecutor 
of the specific law that he has violated and the crimes that he supposedly committed. The indictment doesn't do that at all. Uh, would you expect that to be a basis of a motion to dismiss the case? Yes, I think that ambiguity in a complaint on its face, which has 30 counts, which seems to be counts that are repetitive and redundant, um, is exactly what the problem is, among other things, statute of limitations and venue uh, prosecution, you know, political persecution, selective prosecution. Um, but I think it's really obvious that on its face, as you've pointed out, this complaint lacks any specificity as to facts and why they found that he was um, guilty of any type of uh, crime, you know. Yeah. So we'll see. But that'll 100 percent be part of the basis for the motion to dismiss, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure that team is going to. It's so amazing to me, and I actually, I literally laughed out loud when I watched Alvin Bragg's news conference after <laughs> uh, the arraignment. He said, uh, I, I don't have to tell the defendant uh, what crimes, what underlying crimes he, he's charged with. Good Lord, this guy went to Harvard. He doesn't speak well of Harvard. And, I, you know, maybe if you sleep through constitutional law class, they pass you anyway at Harvard. But, I, I mean, it was totally absurd. It, but let me move to something else that you touched on. You know, judges are forbidden from making campaign contributions. Uh, judge Mershon, who is the judge in this case, has violated that rule. He made do donations, albeit small ones, to Donald Trump's opponent, the defendant's opponent, and to other anti-Republican groups. And on top of that, Judge Mershon has... Uh, arguably demonstrated bias against the accused in other Trump-related cases over which he presided. Should the judge be disqualified? I think so. I think so. I think that the chances that Judge Marchand gets um, this case is very sus suspect in itself. And then we get a judge who we now find out, not because of his own admission, but we find out later through our own research, that his daughter's working for uh, Kamala Harris's relation to Kamala Harris and, and that he's making contributions, political and otherwise. Um, I think it speaks volumes to what happened to Alan Weisselberg. It speaks volumes to what's happening here. And it's a clear uh, bias that he's going to need to address. The district attorney's office said, oh, no, this wasn't ju judge shopping. We didn't uh, select this judge. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to be a, a moron to believe that, that, gee, the <laughs> same judge among all the Manhattan judges just happened to yeah. get this grand yeah. jury proceeding, this case, after having presided right. over all of the other cases. I mean, I don't believe every time Alvin Bragg opens his mouth, I, I don't believe a word he has to say. He's demonstrated time and again his political bias. Um, would you agree, though, that a conscientious judge, a judge who's fair and objective and follows the rule of law, who presided over a grand jury proceeding like this that produced a facially defective indictment, as this one is, as you and I have just talked about, I think would have instructed those grand jurors in the DA that this charging document you've drafted here and you're about to sign, this is deficient. 
Uh, and and if you consent, continue to proceed with this, I'm I'm going to immediately dismiss it, even without a motion, on my own, unless you know you follow the rules of law. I, I think any right. good judge would do that, and yet Judge Marchand did not. That's right. That's right. And I think more importantly, as you pointed out, D.A. Bragg held that press conference and he said nothing of substance. He was nervous. It was clear. And he didn't have any uh, backing in terms of answering any of the questions that came at him, much like we see out of the Biden administration with Karine Jean-Pierre. Right. So they, they stand there. They pretend they're having a press conference, but they're saying nothing because they have nothing. And point is, because this was so high profile, they should have been more careful, more careful not to have bias, more careful to have a judge that looked or appeared impartial. And I'm not saying that that all judges are 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 incapable of this. But Judge Marchand is clearly uh, has some issues that he's going to have to overcome and which will be brought, I'm sure, by the, the criminal team. Um, but I agree. Look, because this was so high profile, if this was me, let me be devil's advocate. If I'm D.A. Bragg and I'm bringing this corrupt indictment, I will try and give the press some meat on the bone so that they can not, not look at me like a corrupt D.A., not look at me as somebody who should be disbarred, but look at me as somebody who actually did their homework, has some substance, and that the claims are valid. He failed to do that. So just on... Um, plain PR purposes, which this unfortunately seems to be a DA that is more concerned with PR and politics than actual law and the Constitution, he should have put detail. And Judge Marchand should have forced them to put detail, as you pointed out. But that didn't happen here because there is no detail. There's nothing. Yeah. It's, it's a BS claim that was brought in, in a political climate where Trump is winning. Yeah, e- even Democrats are, you know, falling all over each other, running away from this Bragg <laughs> indictment. And even the lefty uh, legal analysts say, it, you know, it's pretty much a, a load of garbage. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, Bragg's a powerful district attorney in Manhattan. I don't think he's ready for prime time, as you point out. I'm tempted to call him a dope uh, just based on the indictment alone. But look, 85% of voters in Manhattan, in the district there, from which the jurors will be culled, voted against Donald Trump. So doesn't the fact that candidate Alvin Bragg promised those same voters in his campaign, I'm going to prosecute Trump, doesn't that merit perhaps a change of venue out of Manhattan? I mean, the jury pool has been tainted by Bragg's unethical conduct and his pretrial rants against Trump during the campaign. Greg, I would just point you to my case, which is Letitia James and the attorney general. And we have the exact same political bias that was stated prior to her coming into office. And we are still in Manhattan in front of a judge who clearly has disdain for Donald Trump. Um, it's the state of a state that is failing. We have crime. We have, uh, you know, if you walk through New York, it's not the same city as it was when, frankly, Donald Trump used to live there and it was thriving. And this is a man who's contributed tremendously to the state of New York. And they're now coming after him because in the state of New York, because of that 80 some percent of Democratic voters, they know that they will get a biased jury or a biased judge and the law doesn't matter. And it's really 
sad. It's really sad for our country. It shouldn't matter where you are. It shouldn't matter what county you are. But we have these DAs and these AGs that are corrupt and are literally saying that they're going to, their platform is to go after their opposition. And Donald Trump is not DA Bragg's opponent. He's not. He's Joe Biden's opponent. (laughs) So it's bizarre to me. But they are uh, misfits that are truly just sitting there working for Soros, working for whoever is is backing their next. It's it's, it's really unfortunate. Uh, Congress has every right to be asking questions about Bragg's political motivations in conjuring up an indictment that has no real legal basis. Stunningly, the district attorney wants to shut down the pending Judiciary Committee investigation by demanding a temporary restraining order from a federal judge. Does that move by Bragg only reinforce the belief that he's attempting to cover up and suppress his own unethical conduct in pursuing a purely political prosecution? I think so. I think that that shows his weakness, that shows, frankly, a lack of candor and a lack of ability to back up what you're doing. We already now found out that there was federal funding, which gives Congress the right to ask him questions. My understanding from Jim Jordan's appearances prior was that he was asking questions to Congress about what their scope was going to be. So he was thinking about cooperating. But the minute he found out the scope, he filed this complaint and asked for restraints. I mean, what a wimp. Can I be honest with you? What a wimp. If Donald Trump asked for a restraining order against every AG in Georgia, DA, I mean, it would be a mockery. But DA Bragg, who stood up there with his hands shaking and couldn't look a reporter in the eye, is is filing a restraining order. Listen, America's paying attention. We're not that stupid, right? And, And I think that a lot of people, and I've seen a lot of people come up to me in the street and say, Alina, keep fighting. And, and they said, I, I, you know, I'm a Democrat, but I'm petrified of what's going on right now. Um, it's just un-American. So, so let's just hold their feet to the fire. I like what Jim Jordan's doing, to be honest. I think he should do it to, to several other people in this country. Yeah. I, I mean, it is beyond hilarity that, that Bragg in his TRO request <laughs> is saying, oh, you know, any inquiry by Jim Jordan uh, and Congress would uh, necessarily disclose secret, confidential, privileged (laughs) information, ignoring the fact that his ex-assistant DA wrote a 300-page tell-all book in which he disclosed everything, all the confidential and privileged and secret information in the case. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Cohen. Don't forget Michael Cohen, Greg. Yeah, we have course. many books from Michael Cohen that talk about his communications with these DAs, his communications with these AGs. There is little right. to the imagination here on what the basis is of this claim. The point is that they didn't want to put it in because it's such garbage, because he was getting so much heat in the press, both left wing and right wing media that was leading up to this, that the idea that he had to then present this to the world and couldn't back it up with anything more than what everybody thought. You took checks. Right. We know what you did. You took checks that was paid to his lawyer and you're counting it as if it's fraud. There's nothing fraudulent. It, it, you know, the, the lawyer went and paid for something. The lawyer, we know this because Michael Cohen admitted it. He took a loan out. He admitted he took a loan out and he paid. He took checks and he paid. There's no secrets here because the source of your information is Michael Cohen, who has the biggest mouth I've ever seen in my life. As a prior attorney, I, I, 
I mean, right. you know, it's crazy. And Pomerantz, I don't know whether he just doesn't care about his law license. I don't know what that was either. But that book was was something else. Thank you for the gift that keeps on giving to both of them. Yeah. I mean, really. You know, I, Michael Cohen is is the most despicable, disreputable person that you will ever have the misfortune to meet. Yes. And Bragg's case hinges on Michael Cohen and Stormy Daniels. I mean, Cohen went to prison for lying to banks, lying to the IRS, lying to Congress, and Stormy Daniels admitted she lied in a public statement when she insisted the so-called affair with Donald Trump was, was made up and never happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, she now claims, oh, 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 I'm a victim of his crimes. What crimes? She's a <laughs> perpetrator of crimes. Extortion. I believe. Yeah, it's <laughs> called extortion. You're scamming money out of someone under threat and pressure and coercion. And, and in fact, she succeeded. And of course, Cohen, because he's an idiot inherently, <laughs> he should have gone to police and, and filed a complaint based on an extortion attempt. But he didn't do that. He did just the opposite. But I, I find it so amazing that Bragg somehow thinks in his twisted, contorted mind that he can uh, present a case that is so reliant on two despicable people who are known liars, Michael Cohen and Stormy Daniels. Yeah, which case was based on Cohen, too. You know, the AG in New York. It was the same thing. Michael Cohen walked in and said, oh, I was part of beefing up all these statements, whatever. This This is our guy? This is your guy? I mean, what are you thinking? You know, you don't have to be a trial attorney to know that when you have to put your key witness on the stand and it's Michael Cohen in the state of New York where he got disbarred, he was sent to jail, he was convicted and is a known liar. Uh, this is this this is the guy. I mean, come on. Come on. It's silliness. It's silliness. But we all know what's going on here. It's politics. Yeah. Politics. I Not the law. Do. It's politics. And most Americans, I think, um, understand that as well, judging by the polling data that's come out since Bragg's indictment and the fundraising. Yeah, how'd that go uh, for that, huh? How'd that yeah. go, Greg? I think he's up to, what, $30 <laughs> million in, in funding since uh, since the arraignment, and, and he's, mm. you know, thriving in the polls. He's even beating DeSantis in his own state. Um, he's doing incredibly well, and that's what they miss. They miss the mark. People want our country. We don't want to be Russia. We don't want to be Ukraine. We don't want to be in war. We don't want to be in war with China. We want peace and we want civility. And there is a lack of it. And it's being driven by the far left radicals, uh, the the Soros backed. And and as you've seen in one of my cases now, we have another person who is backing another case uh, who is a Democrat, you know, radical funder. You know, this is crazy town. So. America's watching. Hopefully they're listening. It's clear that the polls are showing that they are. And I think if you're on the Democrat side, you better pay attention because you're going to lose. As long as they don't steal it, they're going to lose. That's a good way to uh, wrap up our conversation. Uh, Always enjoy talking to you. Alina Haba, an attorney legal counsel for President Trump. Alina, thanks so much for joining The Brief. Yeah, thank you. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening.